Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host. And today is a special day, a special podcast. Today we present to you Giannis, the story of Ugo. We want to start by thanking you and everyone who's listened to the show. Uh, new listeners, past listeners. We're now in over 55 countries and charting at number 26 on the Apple Podcast Top 100 list. Uh, basketball in the USA. And so today we wanted to tell Giannis' story for our new listeners who may have never heard it before. Past listeners, Bucks fans, think back to when you first became a Giannis fan. And we may relive that moment here today. I know there's fans who have been following him for, for you know, so long. And then fans who have followed, been following him for several years. And then there's also new fans as well. So this will cover all that. And uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, today I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Eichstead, the co-founder. Alex, how's it going? It's going fantastic. Barks just beat Kevin Durant, James Harden, Brooklyn in a seven-game series. Giannis looks like he's the master of his own identity. I mean, I couldn't be more happy to join the podcast today and tell Giannis' story. It's one thing to hear it from a major media company or a popular news channel. It's another thing to hear it from an independent local network like us. So thanks again for having me, KJ. Let's dive into it. Yeah, Bucks fans, I just want to add a little bit of context here in terms of the why, right? So... We started Ike during Giannis's rookie season uh, way back in 2013, 2014. And during the draft, Alex and I became instant fans. We saw his potential very early on. And uh, we even believed in him so much, we purchased a signed rookie year Giannis jersey and told ourselves it was just, just going to be worth a ton uh, you know, in the future when he was a three-time MVP, multiple-time NBA, uh, NBA champion. Um, but both of us truly, you know, we cannot believe Giannis is here no. uh, at the point at which he is today. And coming off the back of a massive Brooklyn win and historic performance in Game 7, Giannis acknowledged that this, you know, everything that this is building up into is bigger than basketball. It's about life. And so we want to help fill in the blanks to those who may not know what Giannis has been through. Uh, Welcome so, to Giannis, the story of Ugo. You heard it there. So Giannis Antetokounmpo was born in Athens, Greece on December 6, 1994, into poverty as the son of two immigrants from Nigeria. Three years later, his parents, Charles and Veronica, had moved from Lagos, Nigeria, leaving behind their firstborn son, Francis, with his grandparents. Although Giannis and three of his four brothers were born in Greece, they did not initially receive full Greek citizenship as the Greek nationality law abides by the Jus Sanguinis. If you're not familiar, Jus Sanguinis means right of blood and refers to citizenship acquired not based on the place of birth, but through the citizenship of one or both parents. So for the first 18 years of his life, Giannis was effectively stateless, having no papers from Nigeria or Greece. They lived in his tiny two-room apartment, sleeping three to four to a bed, and there was rarely enough food. After gaining Greek citizenship in 2013, his family Hellenized their surname from Adelokounmpo to Antetokounmpo to fit more into the Greek culture. You know, it was tough. We didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of uh, happiness. So it wasn't broken uh, happiness-wise. You know, when we were struggling, back in the day, we were all together in one room, same room. We were having fun, we were smiling. We were having fun, we were smiling. Wow. I mean, just to think about the humble beginnings that Giannis came up, KJ, when you, uh, when you were reading that there, first, teen, eight, first 18 years of his life, he was stateless. He, he couldn't leave Greece. I mean, he, he, was, he had no papers from Nigeria. It's really humbling to see that Giannis started off sharing a bed with you know three or four family members to sleep in a small two-room apartment I've been inside European apartments and uh, in nicer areas than probably where Giannis grew up and they're, they're tiny. small they're tiny I mean these things they don't have space they feel small and and you just to be in there with his brothers that means that they were hanging together they were sticking it through and just cage what, what, what did you think well, about that man well you form these unbreakable bonds right like you see Thanasis and Giannis on the sideline together you see uh Costas you know Alex kind of supporting them their mom you know Charles the late Charles when she was still here just like the family is inseparable and you form these unbreakable lifelong bonds in these moments of struggle like that and it no doubt shaped Giannis to where he was today. You know, when he refers to things being bigger than basketball, he's been through some really tough stuff. And, uh, you know, his beginning kind of illustrates that. Early days. Giannis grew up in the Athens neighborhood 
of Sepolia. His parents as immigrants could not easily find work, so Giannis and his older brother Thanasis helped by selling watches, handbags, sunglasses, anything they could to make a buck in the streets. It was in the year of 2008, at the age of 13, when Giannis first played basketball. We used to sell glasses, um, watches, then we used to sell uh, CDs, DVDs. You must be a pretty good salesman. I was the best. The best? Yeah. I was really good at it. What was your secret? I didn't give up. I was, like, I was keep asking them questions. I was good too. I was young. You pestered them until they bought some. Yeah. Are you still like that? Persistent in life? Mm -hmm. I think yes. Like, I'm going to do something until I get it right. Man. I mean, I just want to put that into context. When LeBron James was in high school, his mom took out, I believe it was a million-dollar loan and bought him, like, a Hummer. And here Giannis is just trying to sell anything to help his family. I mean, that's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that's so... I mean, who hasn't seen these guys selling this merchandise on the side of a street? We've all seen these people. And to think that one of them was Giannis and could be the next great NBA player and MVP. Anything is possible. It really shows you anything is possible. I, I really Anything uh, is possible. I really love it. And he also learned people skills. I think that's one thing that you learn through sales, um, learning through uh, being out in the field with his brother. And he talked about the persistence, but he also had to talk people, make them laugh. And that's why Giannis's personality still shines so well today. I mean, there's just very few players built like Giannis. So, so let's talk about the B-League. In 2011, Giannis played with the senior men's team Philathikos in the semi-pro Greek B-Basket League, uh, which is the third division during the 2011-2012 season. And in December 2012, a few days before turning 18, Giannis signed to a four-year deal with Spanish club CAI Zaragoza, reportedly including NBA buyouts after each season, and a number of other major European clubs have been interested in adding him, including Barcelona and FS. Can you tell us your name? My name is uh, Jansen Lukumbo. How, uh, when were you born? I was born in 1994. Well, what club do you play for? I play for Philadelphia Coast, what can you tell us about yourself? What kind of basketball player are you? Uh, I'm an all-around all player. I can jump, I can shoot, I can pass the ball. I can do everything in the court. Uh, what is your goal for your career? I want to be an NBA, NBA player. Anybody in the NBA that you like to watch and maybe emulate? I like Magic Johnson and uh, Kevin Durant. Chills. Chills. I want to be an NBA player. We've all seen that highlight, or if you haven't, go look it up because talk about a young Giannis. A very young Giannis. He's... Talk about a young goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, mean Bucks how legendary is that? I want to be NBA player, and now he's a two-time MVP, just knocked off the very guy he looked up to in the guy's prime. I mean, if, if that doesn't say anything is possible, I don't know what does. Al, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Kevin Durant was in the NBA at that time, and, like, someone that Giannis looked up to and wanted to emulate, and... Here we are, Cage. You just said it. The Bucks just knocked off Brooklyn in seven games. It's We've seen the arc here. And uh, that was foreshadowing so long ago. That was when Giannis was in the gym. He was sleeping in the gym some nights. And there's there's some photos out there, Bucks fans. I, I highly encourage you to go look up some of these photos of Giannis in the, the Greek gym just to see what type of gym <sighs> he was heavy. playing in. But uh, – it was a young Giannis that believed he could be in the NBA, and I think well, that's that's important to know. Well, it was almost like it was prophesized, you know, like in all these major storylines of some of the greatest stories ever. It was like, you know, Anakin was prophesized to bring balance to the force. Obviously, he went up and down in between, you know, his prophecy. I'm sure there was like a Harry Potter prophecy, something like that. Um, 
but really there's prophecies all across these amazing stories. And like Giannis was almost right there, like writing the initial prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, who could have foreseen this? Who like Bucks fans, we're on the most incredible journey. I mean, Disney signed this guy to make a movie. I can't wait to see that. But this journey is just so incredible. Just, just let's just take a moment to be, to realize how thankful, uh, you know, we are just to be on this journey with Giannis. It's incredible. So, so we're thankful you're on this journey with us, uh, all the listeners. Um, so, yeah, want to want to keep going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's talk about the draft, right? So, Giannis, after expressing a uh, a desire to play in the NBA, after having a number of major European clubs show interest in him, you know, but they've also left this option of NBA buyouts, and it was kind of known that Giannis. He was coming to the NBA if he was going to get drafted. On April 28, 2013, Giannis officially made himself eligible for the 2013 NBA draft. He fulfilled his draft projections as a first-round pick and was selected 15th overall by the Milwaukee Bucks. On July 30th, he signed his rookie deal contract. With the 15th pick in the 2013 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo from Athens, Greece. He last played for Fiel Atletikos in Greece. Well done, Commissioner Stern. Well done indeed. Now it is time to see who has unlimited potential. Brought to you by Sprint and certainly Giannis Adetokounmpo would fit that mold. An 18-year-old player has some size. Loves Kevin Durant. Fran Fraschilla follows the follows the international game closely. Fran, what do we have here in Adetokounmpo? What we have, Reese, is the youngest player in the draft and the most mysterious. This young man did not leave the country of Greece until three weeks ago when he played in a tournament in Italy. And he was fortunate because at that tournament, all 30 NBA teams could see him and not worry about the YouTube videos. He's got a Kevin Durant body. He handles the ball like a point forward. He's got a great feel for the game, and he's a great kid with a high motor. But this is a this is a pick that is certainly going to be a future pick. Think of this young man, Milwaukee Buck fans, as a McDonald's All-American that needs a development program. We're looking down the road, but a great talent with a great feel for the game. I just want to say two things. One, John Hammond is going to go down in history because of that pick. Yep. And two... It's a GOAT pick. <laughs> it's a, that's a GOAT-level GM pick. That's a franchise changer. Uh, it saved the Bucks. Yeah, it saved the Bucks. Two, on draft night when Giannis was drafted, you want to know who held the other half of the Greek flag with him? Who was Thanasis Antetokounmpo. And now it just made me think, here in that clip, that it's almost destiny that the Nasus is on this very same Bucks team and Damn. playing minutes. What do you think about that, Cage? I mean, wow. The more you kind of dive into these little storyline details, the more it almost seems like this is the year. You know, this feels like the year. This feels like destiny. Um Man, I remember on that draft night just watching the draft. And I've been following the draft this year pretty closely, this particular year, 2013. And I was aware of Giannis. I was aware of the guy with, like, the long, unique name. It's essentially what I knew him as because he was such a mystery. <laughs> he was such a mystery. Like, But he kept rising up draft boards. That's a, That was, like, the trend is this guy with the weird name was just rising up draft boards. And finally, on draft night, when, when David Stern was on the on the podium – you know, you never know what he was going to spit out when it came to the Milwaukee Bucks back in those days because that was back when, like, players wouldn't even want to play for the Bucks, so they would, like, strong-arm the franchise. It was, like, an actual concern. The Bucks could only work out certain guys who would even be willing to, like, take a workout there. Like, think back to a different time, Bucks fans. We used to be, like, damn damn near canceled, Bottom honestly. Feeders. Yeah. Like, that, that wasn't cool. You know, I, I think that was not cool just to reflect on it. We're very fortunate that we're in a different spot these days. 
Um, but then, then he, he spit out Giannis's name and let it be known that Mark Cuban's front office was actually going to, they wanted to draft Giannis and Cuban himself personally nixed the idea at 14. They ended up taking Shane Larkin from Miami. Not sure where he's at, but he ain't doing what Giannis is doing. And so when, when David <laughs> spit out Giannis's name, which with great pronunciation, I mean, it was almost just like, holy cow, we took that guy. Yeah. And then they started rolling the film, and it looked like a mini Kevin Durant. You're like, damn, this guy looks, looks like, like he's actually got potential. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he looked like, like oh, KD. Oh, dunk. You know, he, then he, like, threw down a like, massive dunk where Giannis would, like, jump from the free throw line. Oh, Instantly excited. Instantly we, excited. So that was just nuts. Uh, but but really, Giannis was alone after the draft. Shortly after the draft, Giannis officially became a Greek citizen on May uh well, actually, yeah, I think he. This might have been slightly before the draft, but he officially became a Greek citizen on May 9th, twenty thirteen, and his name was officially romanized as Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the current spelling. Later that summer, Giannis played for Greece for the first time in the two thousand thirteen FIBA Europe Under twenty Championships, and he actually led Greece to an eight and two record and fifth place overall finish, averaging eight points, seven point six rebounds, and two point two assists over ten games. Think about an eighteen year old Giannis. He finished the tournament ranked second in defensive rebounds with 7.0 per game and seventh in block shots with 1.4 per game. So shortly after, Giannis moved to Milwaukee. I was in Greece. I got all my friends there, all the publicity. My family was there. So I came here and it was the only time in my life that I felt lonely. You know, like um, I was alone. I didn't have what to do. I didn't know where to go. The Milwaukee Bucks helped me, you know, my, my friends here. Um, after my family came, everything was okay. And I arrived in the first city that I went to was New York. So New York got like buildings, you know, and I was like, whoa, my goodness, what is this? So I thought like all America was like that. So after when I came in Milwaukee, you know, it's more like a, like houses, you know, more uh, trees, you know, more green. I like that it's quiet, you know, because this is a place that you can get better because you don't have many distractions. So I think I was meant to be here, you know, and I love being here. And I think it's a place that's going to make me great. He loved Milwaukee from day one. And it was the king. (laughs) <laughs> it was the place he was supposed to be uh, and i could just picture Giannis. you know uh he doesn't even know what's going on um trying to catch up to the way of life and just all all of a sudden finding himself in milwaukee and feeling wow okay this seems a little more manageable um than maybe new york or some of those other big cities uh okay Cage, what is that infamous story about Giannis like running through through the streets? Uh, yes. Okay. So when Giannis was a rookie, he had, he was Western Unioning before the days of Venmo. You know, before the p- days where PayPal was very widely used, um, before the days of the Cash App, before the days of Zelle Quick Pay, and all these instantaneous transfer methods. There was Western Union to send money in uh, in between countries, and I remember we used Western Union way back in 2012, and it was. It was very inconvenient to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so so Giannis was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going out of my way. I'm like t- taking my whole morning to go to Western Union and, and send this money back to my family in Greece. Because they actually it gets need there. it. You're praying it gets there. You know, like wh- what kind of fees am I getting hit with? Like no idea, but it's probably going to be something, you know. So, he, so Giannis ends up going and sending all of his money to Western, you know, to his family. So he basically didn't have enough money for a cab back before the days of Uber, keep in mind, and Lyft, keep in mind, back, he didn't have enough money for a cab to get to practice. So he's like, okay, Milwaukee winter, you know, not ideal, but looking, <laughs> looking for run. the like, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's probably like, which way is the lake? You know, he probably yeah. looks for the lake. And all of a sudden, Giannis starts running through the streets of Milwaukee. Headed towards the old Bradley strides, Center. Headed towards the practice facility. And these these people see him, they're like, Hey, is everything okay? And he kind of explains the situation, and they end up giving him a ride to the practice facility. I mean, that's just a story you can't make up. We'll see if that's in the Disney movie. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what what a what a blessing just to have Giannis here in Milwaukee and for him to embrace it from the start. It's almost like it is destiny, you know, kind of going back to that theme. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, anyone who's, uh, if you've been to Europe or if you've been to a new country, you know that feeling of kind of helplessness. All of a sudden, simple tasks become quite difficult, like grocery shopping, like uh, getting around because you don't know your whereabouts, or even interacting. Yeah, culture shock. It's culture shock. It's a perfect term for it. And um, for Giannis, who's also never been without his family, think about that to all of a sudden be on his own. That, that's where he probably turned into a man. I think if you think about even a lot of the adversity that players go through after the draft, who went through something like that in terms of like a life change after the draft? It's like other play, NBA play, or players, you know, they have the draft. They're already with their family. Nothing changes for them except for now they go in the NBA. Giannis, his whole world changed moving across the mm-hmm. pond overseas. And... uh I mean, that's adversity, too, that he went through that made him who he is today. Massive adversity. Yeah. Let's move on to rookie year. Rookie year Giannis. So Giannis's rookie year was full of growth and a lot of humbling losses as the Bucs finished with the NBA's worst record of 15-67. and 67. Playing for coach Larry Drew, Giannis made his NBA debut on October 13th, 2013 at the age of 18 years 311 days as one of the youngest NBA players ever. He averaged about seven points, four and a half rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, and 77 appearances during his rookie season. He scored double digits 23 times and grabbed 10 boards twice. And both times, they were double doubles. He grabbed 10 boards. So Giannis already flashed his potential. He showed a lot of defensive effort too, totaling 61 blocks on the season, which led all NBA rookies and was actually the seventh most by a Bucks rookie in franchise history. So coming up big on defense as well. And he was selected to participate in the Rising Stars Challenge during the NBA All-Star Weekend, where he had nine points, kind of two rebounds, two assists, put himself on the national scene a little bit. And at the season's end, he was named to the second all-rookie team. Uh, Giannis uh, made his first start against the New York Knicks in what would be the first of his many battles with that Knicks star, Carmelo Anthony. Ooh. 11 months ago tonight, December 18th, the Bucks lost to the Knicks right here in the BMO Harris Bradley Center, 107 to 101 in double overtime. More importantly, it may have been the beginning of what we are currently seeing from Giannis Adetokounmpo. He made the first start of his career that night going head-to-head with Carmelo Anthony, something that got the attention of young Giannis. There is yours, Carmelo. I don't know. I respect him. He's one of the best players, so... But he can, like, come out and start bullying, you know, bullying my teammate, me. Like, talk to me all the time, saying stuff. So I try to not... React, talk to him back, because, you know, it's, you have to respect him. But. Do you remember those Carmelo, Anthony, Giannis battles, rookie year cage? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. The trash talk was great. Larry you know, Giannis, Sanders. He didn't back down. Yeah, Larry Sanders would get teed up if he said anything. <laughs> and then Giannis would just get, he would deal with the brunt of Carmelo, and he held his own. Honestly, uh, Carmelo, really, 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 uh, just appreciative of his career. That's what I'll say about him. Um, you know, he was in that same class as LeBron James and D Wade. So shout out to him for still doing it. Uh, that's an, and, and LeBron, you know, so yeah. A great, player uh, that Giannis probably heard growing up, you know, Chris Bosh. Oh yeah. I mean, he should, he for sure made his way to uh, Athens in terms of like his name. Um, but yeah, you know, going into year two, Giannis's second season with the Bucks of both individual and team improvement on April uh, 16, 2014, longtime Bucks owner Herb Cole agreed to sell a majority interest of the team to New York-based billionaires Wes Edens and Mark Lazary for $550 million. But Cole still remains uh, you know, a significant minority interest in the team. Uh, shortly after, the Bucks drafted Jabari Parker second overall and traded for then-Brooklyn head coach Jason Kidd, of all people. I would like to uh, introduce the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd. Thanks, John. Uh, I would like to thank Wes and Mark for uh, giving me this opportunity. Uh, I'm very excited to be here in Milwaukee, uh, to be a part of a young, uh, talented roster. Um, Again, the excitement of uh, the draft of getting Parker 
uh, but it's about not just him, but the other guys. And this is a family, and I'm just very happy to be welcomed into this family and looking for, you know, very, you know, good things to come here in the future. But also, you know, you know, today, this is about the Milwaukee Bucks, and so I'm very happy for this opportunity. Little did he know it would not be Jabari Parker who would be his star, but Giannis instead. KJ, take us back to when you remember the Bucks trading for Jason Kidd. <laughs> Little did anybody know just how interesting of a coach Jason Kidd would be. <laughs> you know, just listen to that press conference. I remember he would always say, like, we're a young team. You know, the Bucks would blow, like, a 25-point lead. Like, we're a young team. Like, we need to figure out what kind of team we want to be. And it would just drive all the Bucks fans oh. mad because you're like, yo, we could win these games. You know, like, I don't know I what, I, what I have too. to think about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I have to say about, you know, the fact you told Giannis to stop shooting threes. Like, maybe it worked out for the best. Obviously, the guy became a two-time MVP. But, uh you know, I do remember when Jason Kidd was let go and, uh, you know, Giannis like, was like, coach, like, what are they doing? You know, it makes you think back to Game of Zones. Um, <laughs> he's like, this was always meant to be Giannis. <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like, the thing, the thing you know, I Jason think Kidd, Jason I, th Kidd. I think he, if you look oh. at the prophecy, right, like, let's, let's look at the prophecy. It's almost like Jason Kidd played his part in the prophecy. He might even look he back did. in his career. Like his his uh he had his incredible playing career in which he was a triple double, you know, machine, one of the greatest point guards ever played the game, NBA champion. And then he had his coaching career, never really worked worked out much, but really his thing was like he played a huge part in the development of Giannis. So in the entire story arc of the Giannis prophecy, the story of Ugo, I think Jason Kidd played a pretty big role. Yeah, he, I mean, think about it. He put the ball in his hands, and uh, he, he made did. him the point guard. And think about the trust that is in Giannis from, like, a young age from your head coach. I was so happy when that happened back in the day because Giannis, at first, he was, like, a small forward, so he was kind of a wing player, and he would do a lot of slashing and stuff. But everyone wanted to see him with the ball in his hands. He was meant to be a, a point guard because he was pass first. He was actually self List, you know, like Giannis would move the ball to his teammates. He was really good with his teammates, and that's why I think Jason Kidd was huge for his development and turning him into this all-around player that he then grew into being. Um, I mean, Giannis every year is in the top like twenty of like every the Big Five statistical categories, and so uh, mm -hmm. Jason Kidd definitely was an all-around player like that and uh, improved Giannis on that end. Um, year two. On February 6, 2015, Giannis recorded a then-career-high 27 points and 15 rebounds in a loss to the Houston Rockets. So year two, and Giannis is almost putting up 30 points, 15 boards in a game. Three days later, he was named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the first time in his career. He went on to compete in the 2015 NBA Slam Dunk Contest at NBA All-Star Weekend in New York. And on March 9th, he scored his then career high of 29 points on 11 of 16 shooting and a loss to the Pelicans. The Bucks ended up making the playoffs this season with new head coach Jason Kidd in his first season. And that was after even the infamous trade of Brandon Knight. Bucks oh. fans. This is a... Uh, if, you've been, if you've been around for that since then, you know, shout out to you guys. Yep, because Brandon Knight, this was, a, this was a tough trade. In exchange... The Bucks got Carter Williams, the reigning NBA Rookie of the Year from the 76ers, and Tyler Ennis, a first-round pick in the 2014 draft, plus Miles Plumley from the Suns as well. The Shout Bucks ended up for getting rid of that contract, by the way. Yep, had to dump him. The Bucks finished with a 41 and 41 record and lost first round in the playoffs to the Chicago Bulls, where Giannis infamously drilled Mike Dunleavy after Dunleavy choked Carter Williams on the previous play. And Giannis was then ejected from the game. 
And the suspended. Bucks went on, yeah, and suspended for the. I think was it the first game of the next season? It might have um, been just one. It might have been two, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember blatant. that. It was pretty. It was pretty blatant. <laughs> the Bucks went on to lose that game, 120 to 66, by a franchise record setting 54 points. That was the infamous loss we talked about uh, in the Brooklyn series after Game Two. Like we hadn't had a loss like that since this particular game. It was, it was, you know, that was Giannis year two. So that was like what seven years, eight, six years at least since we've had a loss like that. Like just to give you perspective on how tough that Brooklyn loss was. Yeah, game two, very reminiscent of this. Numbers again, and Mike Dunleavy splash. You knew it was coming. Count the basket and the foul. Mike this was an intentional foul by Giannis. So it puts him up thirty-three. They're going to take a look. At the play, they will review it. And uh, they counted the basket on the floor plus the foul. And they'll separate the two teams and they'll take a look. Let's yeah, see. Watch Giannis. You can tell this oh, is on purpose. Can't do that. Frustration from this young team. And obviously, <laughs> there was a lot going on on the play before. And he was upset and he came in and just cleared out Mike Dunleavy. Wow. Brian Anderson on the call. <laughs> Can you believe that, Gage? I mean, that was just uh, very encouraging from Giannis in terms of, like, the prophecy, right? It's almost like seeing a young Anakin Skywalker, like, showcase his incredible Jedi skills or, like, young Harry Potter doing crazy stuff as a young wizard. Um, almost in a in a bad way, you know, kind of just showing their flaws well, a little bit, you know. Well, but just it's, like a leader, man, you know, like defending yeah. his teammates because, like, I don't view that as bad one bit. You know, who hasn't been there? I mean, maybe maybe it's like obviously we don't want Giannis to get kicked out of a game, but like year two, you're getting your asses kicked by like 55 points he and cares. a loss. Exactly, and that's the whole point. You know, enough said. Yeah, I love so, it. I love it. So year three, optimism was high in Milwaukee with the Bucks having made their first big free agent signing in probably decades. Greg Moose Monroe signed a you know then massive deal choosing the Bucks over the Los Angeles Lakers and also the New York Knicks. Stephen A. Smith even went as far as to predict the Bucks would be a top-four seed in the East. Greg Monroe uh, has elected to sign with the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee over, Bucks over the Knicks. Over the Knicks and over the Lakers. And according to Jeff Zilgin of USA Today, um, the Knicks did not offer Greg Monroe a maximum contract which is absolutely ludicrous. Even if you don't think Monroe is a difference-making franchise center, with where the the current market is, it's a no-brainer to try to lock a guy like that up on a max contract. Little did they know about Moose Monroe and the future he would have with with the Bucs. I think uh, the thing about Moose, right, is – he was the first time the Bucks in my lifetime had signed a major free agent, and they, there was hype. Do you remember that, Cage, the hype behind Moose? I mean, I think everybody had hope. You know, there was the hype, and there was also the hope. And, uh, I mean, I mean, it was a different time. You know, obviously, we all know how that worked out. It was a – Greg Monroe couldn't adapt to the new NBA in which, like, pace kind of ruled. Like, run and gun really started to come out. Yeah, the Bucks took a step backwards. I mean, 33-49 record. Moose was far from the the max player he was supposed to be, but Giannis again made a five-point jump in scoring average, going from just 12 points a game in year two to 17 points in year three. And in July 2016, Giannis and Thanasis began their mandatory military service in Greece. You remember that photo, Bucks fans. The two brothers served a reduced three-month military service as prescribed for Greek citizens who are permanent overseas residents. So cool. I think uh, I've always thought, you know, it's interesting because Israel has a mandatory military service and there's a, there's a few countries out a there. Greece has still. one. Yeah, Greece has one. And Pretty so sure Sweden might have something like that. <laughs> talk about a badass photo. Giannis and Thanasis. These two brothers have been through everything, man. It, it keeps on popping up. It's Thanasis. Through it, He's just always there, thing. yeah. <laughs> With Giannis. Um, shout, to, shout to Thanasis. Yeah. In year four. Giannis led the Bucks in all five major statistical categories and became the first player in NBA history to finish a regular season in the top 20 in all five statistics of points, 
rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. The Bucks finished with the sixth seed in the East and lost in six games in the first round of the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors. Remember the DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Lowry, Kyle Lowry series? Those were some uh, tough rivalries. Ibaka, Toronto early. Uh, in that series, the Bucks actually jumped out to the 1-0 lead, but then lost four of the next five. Mm. Giannis, at the end of the season, received the Most Improved Player Award in 2017. Malcolm Brogdon actually also won the Rookie of the Year that year for the Bucks, so it was a big night. And that was awesome. his, his award was announced by the legendary Dirk Nowitzki. How, how fitting. And Giannis beat out Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic that year. So uh, it was during this award ceremony, ceremony where Charles Barkley infamously claimed that Giannis would go as down as one of the few people with just one name, such as Pele. Giannis. Giannis, Kobe, LeBron. And the 2017 Kia NBA Most Improved Player is... Can you try it? I'm going to let you take that one. It's all you. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, thank you very much. And Giannis uh, unable to be with us tonight, but we understand he is in Greece. And congratulations again to the Bucks. It's been a fun night over there to be with the, uh, the Milwaukee organization. Um, That's where you're from, right? right? I, yeah, the, the mean streets of Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> meantime, Chuckster, w when he's reached this level already as the most improved, we can't just be calling him the Greek freak anymore. I think it's a disservice unless we call him by his full name. So would you? No, no, no. Giannis, Giannis. Come on, you can yeah, do it. No. Okay. He's, he's like Elvis. He go by one name. Oh, yes, yes, Giannis. Hey, Lay. Yeah, you can say it, Chuck, one time. Giannis, I mean, just foreshadowing that he would be one of these next greats in every sport. Ronaldo, Messi, Pele, Kobe, it, Shaq. It, it almost becomes that the best players get simplified down to one name and for Giannis it's always been easy because his last name has been difficult to pronounce to just call him by Giannis or call him by the Greek freak and I mean, he's a global brand Giannis is a global brand at this point he was a global brand like the Bucks went from being that team that small market team that no one knew about to a global brand because of Giannis because of one single player so that's just incredible and speaking of incredible uh, Giannis and his father's legacy. So year five, uh, Charles Antetokounmpo passed away in September 2017 at the age of 54. Veronica, Giannis's mother, gave each of her five sons both Greek and Nigerian names, choosing the Nigerian Ugo for Giannis. And according to a basketball great, Hakeem Olajuwon, also Yoruba, the, originally fam the original family name of Antetokounmpo translates to the crown has returned from overseas. And it was actually, you know, so first of all, let's just take a moment to just realize how legendary that is. The crown has returned from overseas. It's almost like, I, you know, I hate to keep going back there, but it's almost like another piece of the prophecy that was just like, when you look back at the entire story arc, Planted. it's just like a significant thing that is not there on accident you know <laughs> <laughs> how many people's names translate to the crown has returned from overseas it's man that is epic that is epic yeah and it's it's just so cool that uh his name is a combination of two different cultures if you think about it you know like Giannis, very greek and then antetokounmpo very nigerian uh it's just so it's cool just because awesome he, 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 yeah, he wears his, his uh, nations on his sleeve, um, and they, they support him. I mean, think about it. they stay up till six a.m. watching his games. Um, the fans from Greece are real; they show out all Shout around. Shout the fans all around the world. Yeah, and uh, it's just so cool how uh, the international community has embraced Giannis. I think that's what makes him so much bigger than just an American dream. Um, is that Giannis is like an international dream. He's a global dream. He's a global dream for everyone that can get inspired by this story. So, uh, Katie, you actually, 
I mean, you got to meet Giannis at this time, and that was pretty inspiring. And I, I was very jealous that this happened uh, randomly to you. Um, you want to tell our listeners about the time you met yeah. Giannis? Yeah. So this is completely random, Bucks fans. Like it was, it was not like I like you know paid money to meet him or anything. It was just like I happened to be at Bayshore Mall, uh, north of Milwaukee, in the fall, and you know my then girlfriend. And I were just walking towards the main entrance, and it was like a rainy, cold fall day. So the rain is actually kind of coming down. It was windy, too. It's like sideways wind, so the rain was coming down pretty uh, nasty at us. So we kind of, like, were walking with our heads down, just trying to, like, get inside. And all of a sudden, she, she turns to me, she, like, taps me, and she's like, babe, is that? And I look up, and there's this massive figure just, like, walking towards us at high speeds, and because Giannis is so tall, he has these massive strides. He was honest in like three seconds. And I just like, I looked at him and I was like, Giannis, you're my favorite player ever, man. Is it cool <laughs> if I get a quick pick? That's like word for word what I said. And that was what my brain spit out at the moment. Yeah, you don't like, even think like, in that moment. Well, he's like, he's like, sure, follow me. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go, you know. I'm and following so we, Giannis. <laughs> so we're following Giannis. And he picks up these other three kids, uh, you know, kind of just like chilling on the on the sidewalk. And we found him about a block to his BMW, which is parked, you know, a nice big one. Uh, he, like, he hits the key, the trunk opens. And I'm just chilling there, you know, like, we're just chilling there. And, and these, you know, Giannis is literally giving these kids shoes out of his trunk. And it was just, he's like, hey, you know, like, here's some shoes. If they don't fit you, you can exchange them. And these are, like, $110 shoes, you know, like, so, something like he just bought at, like, Champs or, or Foot Locker or something like that. Wow. And it was just incredible. I mean, I was just blown away because you hear the stories, you hear the legends of the chosen one, that is Giannis, and then you see it in your own eyes, in your own way. And then after he gave them the shoes, he comes back over to me, and we take a snap video. And I'm like, I'm chilling with Giannis, my favorite player ever. And Giannis <laughs> gives me a big smile and, like, and like pats me on the shoulder and everything in the video. And, and yeah. it was like... It was just amazing. I put, on, I put it on Ike Bucks uh, a couple years ago. I'll have to see if I can find that. Um, but it was just the most incredible thing ever. And it really, I always knew the man was an um, unbelievable person. Like I always looked up to him from day one. And just Similar to ages. see that with my own eyes. Yes. Yeah, so, so Giannis is actually like a couple months younger than me. I'm, I'm 27. I believe Giannis is 26 right now. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable to, to have him impact me even in his own unique way. And I know that there's tons of stories out there the same way. We encourage you guys, if, if you've ever had any Giannis stories, you know, share them. Like, I think that yeah. everyone in the world would want to hear those. And it's it's just inspiring because he's he's an incredible person, uh, you know, an even better person than he is basketball player, which yeah, is when you, incredible if you think about it. So so following the passing of his father, Giannis began the 17-18 season on a tear, scoring 175 points over the first five games of the season, including a career-high 44 points and a 113-110 to win over the Portland Trailblazers. On January 15, 2018, he recorded 27 points and a career-high 20 rebounds and a 104-95 win over the Wizards, becoming the second youngest buck to record a 2020 game behind Andrew Bogut. And three days later, he was named the starter for the 2018 NBA All-Star Game, becoming the first buck since old-school Marcus Johnson in 1979-80 to be named a starter in two straight All-Star games. So on February 15, 2018, Giannis recorded his ninth career <clears throat> Excuse me. Triple double passing Abdul Jabbar for most in Bucks history. Throughout the first five years of his career, Giannis increased his scoring average by five points each season. That's incredible. And at the oh, yeah. age of just 23, just 23, if you think about what this guy might have looked like as a draft prospect in America, at the age of just 23, Giannis was a back to back all star starter, averaging 27 points and 10 rebounds a game. I mean, the Bucks, went on to, the Bucks went on to lose the first round of the playoffs to the two-seed Celtics in seven games. We all, we all remember that. And this would be the end of the Jason Kidd era in Milwaukee. It was a big part of my success. He, uh, he trusted me. He put the ball in my hands. Uh, he motivated me on a daily basis. He pushed me to be great and not to be uh, mediocre. Jason Kidd is a Hall of Famer. You know, I was 19 when he came, and he said he's going to put the ball in my hands. The first time I wasn't ready. 
Uh, I told him, coach, I'm not ready to, you know, create and make plays for the team. He said, okay, we're going to take our time. Next year, he put the ball in my hands, and I was, I was ready to. You know, but coming from a guy like Jason Kidd is big. You know, he's going to end up whatever. If he gets fired, if he got fired or not, he's going to end up in the whole thing. Giannis, he was quite emotional after the kid firing, if you remember that. That was like his first coach that uh, he he really bonded with. I'm not saying he didn't bond with Larry Drew, but uh, Jason Kidd definitely meant something special to Giannis. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, Giannis is he's huge yeah. on loyalty. He is. And, 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 and so he has tremendous loyalty to his family, to Jason Kidd. You know, basically the time spent with him helping him become the person he is today, you know, it's only natural that... You know, it's a great quality to have. Giannis had it. And he was very loyal to Jason Kidd because if you remember, he was actually fired mid-season after the Bucks trade for Eric Bledsoe and just weren't getting the job done. Uh, the Bucks ended up and going Prunty. with Joe, Joe Prunty. And, and, and Giannis was, I mean, if you remember that infamous Game of Thrones episode where, <laughs> where they fired Kidd and, and you know. Giannis, just, Giannis wakes <laughs> up Jason Kidd in the middle of the night. Master, he says, "Like, what sir. is it, Giannis? Yeah. <laughs> sir, they're, they're going to they're going to oust you. <laughs> I knew this day would come, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think Kid this... like knew he was going to get fired before or something oh, like that. I mean, how could you not? You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so after the kid firing, year six, Mike Budenholzer in." New offense. The Bucks finished the 2018-2019 season with the best overall record in the NBA. Not only that, but Giannis finished with averages of 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists per game while also playing elite defense. The Bucks ended up losing to Kawhi Leonard and the eventual champions, the Toronto Raptors, in 6 games. But it was the first time the Bucks had gone to the Eastern Conference Finals since 2001. Giannis was named the league's MVP, where he went on to give one of the greatest speeches of all time. The 2019 Kia NBA Most Valuable Valuable Player goes to... Giannis Antetokounmpo. nervous okay so uh first of all you know i want to thank god uh, for blessing me with this amazing talent um, i wouldn't you know be in this position that i am today um, man wait hold on okay okay um so yeah um yeah, I want to thank God uh, for putting me in this amazing position that I am today. Um, everything I do, I do it through Him, and I'm extremely blessed. And um, you know, I realize that, so I want to thank God. Um, I want to thank my team. My team. Uh, first of all, I want to thank my teammates. It takes more than one person to win um, 60 games. Um, every time I walk to the locker room, I saw my teammates they were ready to go to fight. They were ready to go to war with me. Um, they laced up their shoes. They went out there and they gave 100%. Um, I want to thank the coach staff for um, okay. I want to thank the coach staff for teaching us, pushing us every day, every single day, believing in us, uh, teaching us what it takes to win. Um, I want to thank the, uh, thank the front office, the ownership for uh, you know believing in me. Thank the, the plan office, the ownership for believing in me when I was 18 years old. Back in Greece, um, you know they allow me uh, to lead this team and trust me. And uh, I want to thank the city of Milwaukee. I want to thank uh, my country, Greece and uh, Nigeria for always supporting me. You know, uh, back in Greece, when they watch the game, it's 5 a.m., 6 a.m., so they always stay up and watch the games. And uh, said to me, you know, message, uh, support message, and uh, definitely support me and the team and my family. Uh, I want to thank my dad. 
obviously, you know, my dad is not here with me, but... Uh, you know, two, two years ago, and, um, you know, I had to go in my head that I'm going to be the best player in the league. Yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my team win, and I'm going to win the MVP. And uh, every, day, every day that I step on the floor, I always think about my dad, and that motivates me, and it pushes me to you know, play harder and move forward. Even though when my body's sore, even though when I, I don't feel like playing, I always go and show up, and I always go do the right thing. Uh, I want to thank my amazing brothers. You know, uh, I love you guys, man. You know, I love you guys, because you're my right to die. You know, you guys are my role models, man. I look up to you guys. Um, thank you for everything you guys do for me. And uh, I want to thank my, my amazing uh, mom. My amazing mom. I think my amazing mom, she's, she's my hero. She's, uh, you know, me, uh, always when you're a little, little kid, uh, you don't, you don't see the future, right? And uh, you, if uh, you have a good parent, your parent sees, sees the future for you. And she always saw the future in us. She always believed in us. She was always there for us. She's the foundation of this family. You're my, my, you're my true hero. You're my true hero. Uh, obviously, I want to take my agents. At the end of the day, this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Uh, my goal is to win a championship. Uh, as my dad told me, you know, always want more, but never be greedy. Uh, my goal is to win a championship, and we're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Thank you, guys. Greatest sports speech of all time. I mean, that's just insane. My goal is to win an NBA championship, and I won't stop until that happens. I mean, if you think about Giannis, he's got an incredible support system around him. His brothers, his mom, Mariah. You know, he's a father now. He's got Charles watching over him. This man is destined. I've, I've heard enough at this point. He's destined, Bucks fans. The Bucks are destined under Giannis. That, that speech, though, is just, he had everyone. I remember watching that live, you know, whole family around the TV because we were so excited. Uh, Giannis being, like, our favorite player ever. And uh, maybe you remember that watching that speech, too, and just how moving it was, how genuine it was, and how uh, how touched he was. I mean, he was he, – he couldn't believe that he was up there winning the MVP. It's like when you tell yourself – Yeah, yeah, but also like, you know, that moment of you can do anything you set your mind to, Giannis. You are now the MVP of the NBA. You, you told yourself that you could be the best player in the league two years earlier to his dad, and – uh to then be up there holding the trophy, that just must have been surreal. I mean, his whole family was there, uh, and just I think everyone was super proud of him at that moment and happy for him. Um, great, greatest speech I can remember of oh, just man. being as a sports just, fan. I mean, like two of the best speeches, the MVP speeches, are Kevin Durant's and Giannis's, where Kevin Durant infamously says, "You know, you the real MVP," to his mom. And Giannis kind of just, like, talks about his dad and his family and just, like, his humble beginnings and how he, like, foresaw this moment. And, wow. I mean, that those those speeches were unbelievable. Thanks for sharing that. So so Giannis came back in the 2019-2020 season to lead the Bucks to another one seed in the East. He also won back-to-back MVP awards, joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and LeBron James as the only players in MVP, NBA history to win two MVPs before turning 26. Whoa. And along with his MVP award, he's also named the NBA Defensive Player. Back-to-back MVP awards, joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and LeBron James as the only players in MVP, NBA history to win two MVPs before turning 26. And along with his MVP award, he's also named the NBA Defensive Player of the Year in 2020, becoming only the third player after Michael Jordan in 88 and Hakeem Olajuwon in 94 to win both awards in the same season. However, the Roses died quickly as the Bucks were eliminated from the bubble by the Miami Heat in five games in the second round in a horrible regression from the year before under unique circumstances. A devastating loss for the franchise, no doubt, 
And he was on, I, I mean, honestly, Giannis was unable to complete the series due to a high ankle sprain. So that's just, to go from that low point to here is, is also a blessing in disguise. Also, the bubble wasn't meant to be for the Bucks. You know, the, the more you're, I'm, as we're going through this, I just keep on thinking, like, what is, how is this story going to write itself out? Because now you can start to notice the patterns and kind of like the trends. And it's almost like the Bucks needed to be humbled in the bubble. And uh, the, it mm. also wasn't, it wasn't the championship that would have meant the same. You know, people will always put an asterisk, I think, on the bubble uh, compared to winning one this season. Or the season after. A championship is a championship at the end of the day. But uh, I, I do believe Giannis, in hindsight, they needed to lose that series in order to come back even harder and realize it is all about the playoffs. Well, it's almost like it's part of the plan. You know, we keep coming back to legacy, destiny. And now we're talking about modern day where the Bucks are right now. You know, Giannis year eight in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Atlanta Hawks in a very winnable series. We just made a preview podcast. You can check that out when you're done finishing this episode. But, I mean, it's all like it was part of the plan. Like, they, they always say the comeback is greater than the setback. And the Bucks have dealt with quite a few setbacks. Like, I think, you know, Giannis, oh, yeah. we've mentioned a couple times in this podcast that we've been on this journey with many of you for a long time. It's It's damn near been a decade. So, like, we appreciate your patience. You know, Lord knows we've had patience as well. <laughs> and Lord knows That's everybody has. You know, yeah. think, about, think about the guys working with Giannis day in, day out, helping him become this beast that we see before us. Like, think about guys the like Sean Sweeney. Nights at the Sweeney. gym. You know, I mean, Sean, Sean was... Sweeney, Joe Prunty, like Jason Kidd, Darvin Ham, Charles, Thanasis, Alex. There's a His lot of people agents, rooting for the Bucks know, and Giannis right now. There's a lot of people who want to see this kid get a ring. I think he's destined. I think he's destined. Uh, man, I know yeah. I predicted uh, Bucks and six. I know Charles predicted Bucks and four. Did he? Did he? Charles <laughs> Shaq predicted Bucks and five or less. Kenny said, I don't know if there's any way, uh, you know, Giannis can be stopped in this series. Kendrick Perkins predicted the Bucks victory. Can't Tim Murray predicted the Bucks victory. Shout to Bob and Brian in the morning. Alex. Do you predict a Bucks victory? I, I predict the Bucks victory, but I'm not going to be held to a sweep because this is, at the end of the day, the NBA. Um, and the thing I just don't want to see is the Bucks lose momentum from this Brooklyn because right now it feels like the momentum, we are exactly where we were supposed to be. And maybe, listeners, you felt this way in life. You know, you, 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 you have your adversity, your ups and downs, just as Giannis has, just as the Bucks have. But then you find yourself in a moment where you feel that for that moment, you're exactly on path. And I think that's where Giannis and the Bucks feel right now. I mean, the road, it's winnable. The Bucks are the favorites, I think. Let's not, uh, let's not, you know, the Bucks mince are the favorites. Words. Yeah, let's not mince words. Giannis is the best player remaining in the playoffs. And Giannis just beat Chris Kevin Middleton Durant. might be number two. He might be. And I mean, you know, Paul Robin, George, Chris Middleton, think about, that's a debate to have with your homies, with your yeah. friends. Yeah, think with of your think NBA about, Twitter friends. So like, you know, like, ask them who they would rather have, Middleton or Paul George. That's a tough question. That is a tough question. And, and feel free to tweet at us. You know, we're kind of curious to see, like, what you guys might think about that potential conversation. That's one I haven't really heard. So, so yeah. Well, think, think about, uh, oh, I didn't say this, man, but uh, when Giannis got ejected, against the Bulls when he decked Dunleavy. You want to know who grabbed Giannis and shook him, but he wasn't actually playing that game. He was coming off the bench. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, when he used to come off the bench for the Bucks, he grabbed Giannis and, like, talked to him. And, yeah, Chris probably always took Giannis under his wing a little bit and uh, was always there for him. I mean, Chris is about as stable and as steady of, like, a – wingman as you could find picture you're a pilot right your top gun and you're like okay who who do i have as my wingman you get not leaving your wingman yeah you're assigned chris middleton and you're like that guy is doesn't have an ego you know he works hard he's got a lot of game hell yeah i want him to be my wingman you know and Giannis, chris is probably like yeah i see the same in Giannis. i see greatness in Giannis that not even i can achieve 
and I want him to be my wingman as well. And together, they've stuck together now. They signed. Yeah, Chris signed first, which was always, you know, just because of the timing going to happen. But then Giannis stuck with his wingman. I mean, Cage, think about what that means. Just means more than words can say, you know, and that's why we're, we're truly blessed Loyalty. to have the Bucks take on the Hawks. Uh, you know, we'll be with you every step of the way, Bucks fans. I just want to thank everyone for listening. I want to give a special shout out to the fans in the United Arab Emirates. We got some people listening to Dubai, brand new country. I want to thank everyone from around the world, 55 countries and climbing. You know, I think at the beginning of this playoff run, we we're at something like 40 countries. So the fact that, you know, we're charting past guys like the Woj Pod, you know, some of these bigger names, these these big podcasts owned by, you know, major media companies or corporations is, is really all thanks to you guys, Bucks fans. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we also want to thank Giannis for an amazing career and so far, you know, all the inspiration. And, and, and in honor of Giannis and in honor of you, Bucks fans, uh, we're going to announce the giveaway to podcast listeners early. We're giving away a beautifully, beautiful, beautifully crafted and, and designed frame uh, of a signed Giannis picture. It's a sick photo. You know, we'll throw up a video in Ike Bucks, I'm sure. Um, but this thing's signed. It's got the certificates of authenticity, a beautifully framed Bucks Giannis photo. Anywhere. House, wall, you Perfect know, Perfect for your office, your your Bucks uh, man cave, your, wherever you like to watch the game, your bedroom. It's, it's really a cool piece. And uh, you guys are hearing it first. So make sure to send Ike Bucks a DM for details. $300 value. We got a brand new giveaway kicking off, and the winner is going to be announced at the conclusion of the Eastern Conference Finals. So, so just to give you guys the details, you're hearing it here first. Alex, yep. any final thoughts? Final thoughts? I mean, just I feel so inspired, man, listening back to Giannis's story. Just going through that with you, just it, it feels like we've grown up with him, and he, he's kind of he's been like a big brother to us in the way he's you know set the example, and I think he does that for our you know. Sportsmanship. He world. does it for Bucks fans all over the world. He sticks up for us, and we we've stuck up for him. Lord knows how many times Bucks fans you've had to defend Giannis in a debate with another NBA fan. We've had to do it, he, you know. And if we don't stick up for him, who will? And he's, he's worth it. He, he's worth it. He's absolutely worth it. He's he's the MVP, but he's also a huge inspiration. And so, Cage, thanks for having me on the pod. I had a lot of fun on this show. And yeah, Bucks fans, make sure to enter that giveaway. Three hundred dollar plus value. Uh, and rising, you know, beautiful, beautiful framed photo. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, yeah we're excited. We're excited to, to get that rolling. And Bucks, I just want to say before we sign off, you know, tell a friend about this podcast. It's the easiest way for us to grow. Uh, if you just kind of show someone like a new NBA fan, a seasoned NBA fan, uh, anyone in between, like anyone who's looking for maybe a new role model, Giannis is really an unbelievable person to look up to. And, uh, you know, helps helps Anyone everyone who's never heard his story. I think it's, you can share it with your family. If you're say your family knows of Giannis, but doesn't really actually know his story. This is something they can listen to during work. Yes. On a car ride. And um, it's like a fine wine. You know, it's like it gets richer with time. And, and so we really had a great time kind of putting this this timeline, this story of Ugo, Giannis, Kumpo better uh, together for you guys. And if you wouldn't mind doing us a solid and, and telling a friend about the Ike Bucks podcast, that's the number one way you can help us grow. Feel free to subscribe, leave a review, write something nice. That all helps as well. So uh, keep an eye on Ike Bucks. Plenty of more great stuff to come. Thanks, Alex, for joining us. And until next time, Bucks fans, we'll talk to you later. Listening to Ike Music, New Year.